no. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Physically, um, what does I, it even mean? I don't know. I mean, it's it's not like <laughs> it's, there's a whole specific. I mean, all we know is that you know the Bible says that we that He created us in His image. So there are clearly some some things in common, uh, not to the same level or degree. But if I but don't know what they are, what does it matter? Well, it matters because, again, you know what what it always boils down to. Well, it says so in the Bible that we can't no. Sure. What it boils down to is after we die. What's going to happen to us? Oh, and the but, there, but there's again. more. But there's more to believing than just oh well. I don't want to go to hell. I mean, because that's you know. Well, that's what uh, Pascal's wager is. That's yeah, all that Pascal's and, wager is. It's just and, I kind of uh, want to save my own bacon. Let's err on the side of caution. That's neither love nor intelligent. It's just saving your backside and if right. that's all that god wants me to do fine but then don't tell me a story about him being loving because that's right. not loving so you're, you're, it's abusive you're channeling darren right now hi darren <laughs> <laughs> you know and he, and darren would make the argument and has made the argument many times that oh so you know god's the big bully on the block and he's just badgering you like either you love me or you go to hell and be tortured for eternity and uh Again, it's kind of like what David was arguing with the kidnapper. That's that's taking a very cynical, jaded view of God. I think people somebody... do that to try and shock Christians out of the speak because you're sort of you're just throwing out little tropes of you know we're this with made in the image of God and um, He loves us and all. Yeah, we we did all hear those messages. Never that's mind what the I gun thought. to the head. I mean, just but, no, yeah, right. exactly. And I used to find that almost offensive when people said that. But actually, when you look at it, it's true. And there's just nothing about the story that makes sense. He created all these angels. And then a third of them think, you know what? He's not that great. We're going with the other guy. That's not exactly a five-star trip. And to hell with rating. them, right? Well, quite. <laughs> that's okay. No, no, but right? the, that you're, missing, you're missing the key point. If that's the evidence, if we even have to take it allegorically, anything. The point is... These guys are in God's, these angels are in God's presence, and they're like, meh, this is the one you, and we're supposed they to be like, they clearly must have worship. free will then. And so God so does can not create force free us. will without horrendous suffering, which is why the entire story makes no more sense anymore. You know, I, it's, it's the, <laughs> I don't have a problem with authority, and, and, you know, no. Granted, I I prefer to be the authority than have to submit to authority. But you know, I didn't create the world. And let me say one thing: when when we think of you know, let's just if we assume that God is uh, is you know the God of the Bible is real. Let's just assume that. Uh, there is something to be said about if you give somebody so many things, the gift of life, the precious gift of life, uh, intelligence, um, all, all sorts of things that, you know, that we have in this world. Uh, and then you give them the opportunity to, to have a wonderful afterlife, to live forever in a wonderful place like heaven. And, 
all you're asking is that, you know, they do their best to follow your rules, but that entrance into heaven isn't based on following the rules. It's based on accepting the sacrifice that you did as a show of your love that, that he sent in believing it, in believing it, essentially God in believing it. Yeah. Right, yeah, 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 it's in believing, in believing in the resurrection and all the rest of it. And, but he, that's... and that he would have a part of himself die in the most horrific, humiliating way. And not only that, but to have his earthly, his mother witness that. Um, that That is such a... Uh, it's a nice story. An, I mean, it's, it's got some emotion. merit. Absolutely. It, it's an incredible show of love. And to have someone slap you in the face saying, you know what? Not interested. I'll tell you, I'm a really nice person. But when I do a bunch of things for people and if, if I were to then be treated uh terribly I, it's like you're dead to me okay i gotta step in here i've i've seen this yeah. movie it's called fatal attraction or stephen king wrote a version of it called Misery. no but, but glenn uh, close didn't do so anything for michael doug well the, she did something right. so here's so here's the thing <laughs> i don't actually care if you love me you don't have a proprietary right to um any reciprocation of that and so yeah you made me sandwiches I, my but I really didn't create you. I don't care what you think you did. You you don't have a you don't have a right to say. You know, it's kind of like the man God saying. God doesn't care what you think. It's kind of like the man saying, "Yeah, but I bought you dinner." No, it's not. Th- th- I mean, that's what man, you just described. And, and it is I'm, not I'm, the I'm same. sorry. We we have made we have already passed a judgment on that as a society. Uh, if that's how you argue, you know, uh, God says, "But I bought you dinner." You owe a guy me. dating you saying, "Hey, I bought you dinner, and you know had you know so put out." That's not the same as a god that has sacrificed himself. And then says, "I want you to sacrifice god. yourself to me." Like, and that's it- not somebody that's going to give you eternal life and heaven, and who has done, who has given you life. That is not the same at all. That's yeah, a yeah. The, the guy who says, analogy. "I bought you dinner," is better. Because no, at the, I can at step the end in as a moderate. I, I can see you can. We could be um, uh, obligated to a being that created created us. I do understand that, Teddy. I do understand that mm-hmm. you should be grateful. The point is whether uh, it should be this being and what evidence there is for it. And even going by the, your own Bible, you can see that the credibility of this God isn't that great. The other the other angels around him are like, Meh, as I say, and they and they all just rebel and do their own thing. And um, it's but the there case is all great the way through. Yeah, it, but I so I so I have to step in right there uh, too, Sarah, because I would I would just say. By the way, the things I'm saying, you don't actually have to respond to them. This is this is comment bait. Uh, so <laughs> those of you who are firing up your keyboards, this is for you. Um, no, even a, even a God that created you. I mean, I don't owe gratitude to my parents just because they, uh, mixed semen and, uh, yes, egg and popped do. me out. No, I don't. No, you don't. No, I don't. And w- no, in the same don't. way in the, in, in terms of a God, it's let's, nice. Let's, well, that it is nice for your opinions about and, and, God. And let, and let's just say that the God that popped us out it turns out was Satan. 
I don't, I don't think there's a Christian around who, who, in discovering that Satan was actually the demigod who created this universe, would say, oh, well, I guess we owe our allegiance to Satan just because he made us. No, you do not, nor do you believe that. Um, and so I, I think that we do have to separate the idea of, you know, should we, should we say thank you for a person when they hold the door as opposed to if a person holds the door and we didn't ask him to, do we owe him money? Um, Look, if so, Satan created us, okay, let, let's just go with your hypothetical. Mm -hmm. If Satan fathered all of us, I think we still do owe a certain appreciation for Satan. Now, let's well, say... How about allegiance? There's also... Okay, but no, we, we haven't framed the whole situation. Now, let's okay. say there's also God... But Satan, we're the spawn of Satan, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, but then we see God. Now, first of all, we've got to figure out, do we have a sense of morality? Because okay, but that's, that's not the condition here. Because what you're trying to do is say, but well, but, well, you're saying, but, well, maybe it's not Satan that's our father. It's Satan. Do you owe him allegiance or not? You would say no. Let's, let's, I, I let's said not play appreciation. that game. Now, if I still have a difference of opinion from Satan, let's say I, I am the uh, daughter of Satan and I learn about God and what God says, I think God has better rules and law and a better game plan for life in the afterlife than Satan, then I can switch my, oh, I, just because I'm appreciative for someone having done something doesn't mean I have to stay in lockstep okay, with so even So, in, so then we, don't, we, don't owe your, uh, we don't owe your God any allegiance either. I, I don't think you owe any cosmic power and allegiance uh, regarding regardless of what they did. You can make your judgments about whether someone is worth following or not. I'm not much of a follower, period. But if I were, I would, I would make a free and open judgment, not based on whose DNA I was carrying. That said, we are yeah, in this... I didn't say that, you're, that you have to do it based on the DNA, but I'm saying appreciation. An appreciation versus being in lockstep. In, for example... My mother and I, lots of times we disagree on certain things, but that doesn't make me love her any less, and that doesn't make me appreciate her any less for all of the, the wonderful things that she's done for me. So, Right. Uh, so bef before going on, we're going we're gonna to start wrapping it up, but I, I do want you just pull one of the things from the list uh, that I sent you that uh, scared the bejesus out of you before the show. Um <laughs> I uh, I want to I just want to go there. It, it, I only put that list together in case we didn't have anything to talk about. Maybe it scared no, the no Jesus into me. <laughs> no one. <laughs> so um, I do I do want to talk about that a little bit and kind of start to conclude. So you only have three more hours here, ladies. Start wrapping it up. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the devil. I want to talk about a, a of little... Of course you do. I do. I, um, he is one of my favorite uh, fictional characters. Uh, I have tried to write a little bit of uh, devil fanfic, and uh, I'm just lousy at fiction. But, uh, <laughs> but I do find him an interesting character all the same. Uh, this is more than anyone ever wanted to know about me. Um, 
the, but the devil plays an important role uh, with Christianity. So once again, uh, just kind of understanding you a little bit, uh, Teddy, I think I know where you come from, sir, because you come from the more Pentecostal side. The devil is everywhere. Uh, he's, he's big. Um, he's, he's almost as powerful as God. Um, and he's everywhere. But um, I don't know about Greek Orthodox. Uh, and I don't know how you understand the devil in the Bible. So there's there's more than one cosmic force going on mm-hmm. um, here with with the Christian. And so I'm just trying to figure out what kind of Christian you are in in terms of this. So first of all, is there a literal devil? I think that we touched on this earlier, but I just want to clear yes or no to that. I I have every reason to believe yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and is the devil uh, a powerful enemy of God, or is he an agent of God? I think he's a powerful enemy okay. of God. All right. And um, was was um, was the devil with God, and then? turn away from God for some reason. I, I don't need the details of the story, but... In yes, that's, that's okay. my understanding, that he was in heaven, and, and uh, then, you know... Okay, so we've got... We've got tried to do a coup, <laughs> right. I guess. Okay, so we got God and the devil. You, I, I, I'm taking it that would imply that you also believe in angels and demons. Is that correct? Uh, given that... The devil was an angel. I, I, I do believe there are angels, uh, and I, I guess there are demons, the, the devil's helpers. So Okay, uh, and just, just to throw a so. curveball, it's, it's, a, it's a silly one, but I, once again, just trying to get a sense. How about ghosts? So, no, this, I'm glad you brought up <laughs> ghosts. This one was supposed to be easy. <laughs> I, no, so... So the, I'm going to show you my skeptics street cred here. Okay. Okay. You know, all these people talk about, oh, ghosts. You know, I went on the New Orleans graveyard tour where there are, you know, ghosts here and ghosts there. So I, I do not dismiss the possibility that they might exist. Uh, and, and I think that it's a stronger possibility than just the whole anything's possible uh, business. But, um, you know, lots of times people will give their accounts of, you know, ghost sightings. I'm not going to say that it's impossible they exist, but I tend to be very skeptical of these claims. So if somebody were to provide me with evidence like there is for the shroud um, or it doesn't even necessarily have to be that strong, but still something compelling enough. I might, uh, I, I approach it with an open mind. I'm doubtful of it. I don't know that God sends ghosts down here on earth. I I don't know. I I would just go with, of demons, for example. I mean, that's I what mean, we believe. I don't know. I would, I would go with where the evidence leads me, and I've not seen any compelling <laughs> evidence. So as of now, if you ask me, I would say uh, 
I'm, I don't think so, but you know, if somebody wants to provide me with some interesting, good evidence from credible people, I'll look at it. So it's not a hard no, uh, I, on, I on, just, on that, but it's, but it's I have a soft to be no. an agnostic and I don't know what, I, I don't know what the Bible has to say about ghosts. Uh, I don't think that the Bible, I, I don't know. Are they demons? I have no idea. Okay. All right. So spirit world though. So we have at least God, Satan, angels, and demons. Um, do you believe that this spirit world or these spirit people interact with our world today? This is just a guess. I don't really uh, have an answer on this where I'm, you know, proceeding from any strong amount of confidence in my answer, but I would tend to think that perhaps, yes, uh, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on, but not just today, but always. And so I do think I'm that mostly there interested in today, is though. influence. I, but I, I, I think that there's probably always been that. And, and I think that the more godless we become as a society, that those influences uh, have a greater chance of, you know, affecting how we behave. Do you and have any idea how demons would influence us? Well, just look around. Uh, for well, example, never, never mind the end result. I'm I'm asking a mechanism question. How do they well, do it? Well, I mean, there's evil in the world, and so I think that a lot of that could be a result of uh, of that sort of influence. And I think that too, when one's focus isn't on God and doing one's best to follow his laws, then you are open up, you're opened up to all sorts of other influences, many of which are not good. That's not to say right, that the right, atheist so by I, default has to be bad. I think you're not, not quite capturing my question. I'm trying to find out how demons influence us. What, what, how do they do it? Well, through our mind. Okay, so is it like telepathy? They they say things to us, uh, to our subconscious. Do they do they talk to us directly? Do they, how do they do it? I don't I don't really know for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's in the same. I, I would say that in that same amorphous way that people are inspired to do good what ma what made mother was, teresa want to become <laughs> what yeah what made so, mother teresa want coming from a wealthy family wanting to devote her life to helping the poor in the same way that we are drawn to goodness we can be drawn to evil so and do, so is the mechanism do i don't world, know is everything Pardon? that we do in this world a result of tampering from angels and demons or, or, I, or know, do we I have our do we have mastery of our own decisions uh oh i do believe we have mastery of our own decisions so, can, so we are capable of kicking out both the angels and the demons and that we can just make our own decisions yeah but we're but there's temptation so, so you can have 
uh, free will, because I'm a big believer in free will, okay. you can have free will, but for example, I have free will. If I'm hanging around, especially perhaps as a kid where I might be more open to bad influences, if I'm hanging around a bunch of people that are doing bad things, mm -hmm. then there's a greater chance that I might start behaving the way they do so we're, or we're, be tempted right. to. We're, we're, getting, we're getting closer to, to the place where I want to um, unleash uh, Sarah. <laughs> so um, just hang on, Sarah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, right. So influence... Uh, temptation, but we could we could go through this life without the inf interference of either angel or demon. In your opinion, uh, Teddy, if there were no demons influencing us, would we uh, be more inclined to choose good? Not necessarily, because our human nature is flawed, and so even if you're around, I mean. Well, David, you were around a bunch of Christians. Your family were Christians, yet you chose to become an atheist. <laughs> Boom! Oh no, not that! No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. What about what about Adam? Well, when, 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 he was hanging around hang with God, hang, hang and on he just chose. A moment. Was to my be choice wrong. was my choice demonic inspired, or did I just make a choice? I, I don't know. David, you know that. Honestly, I, okay. I don't. So if no, I if don't. I don't could, make presumptions if either we way. Could, if we would make the same choice, with or without demons, why do you suppose God allows the demons to influence us? To see how strong we are but, with our character. How if much? We, if we could make the choice cleanly, which and you're saying that God wants to see what we're what we're really made of. A and, cleaner choice is an easier choice. Uh, What's so, wrong with that? But, but that's clear. Oh, because right? that doesn't test the character as well. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna. I think I'll. I think I'll step out of uh, this. Maybe. Maybe just one more question. So spiritual war. Um, so there. There are things going on in the spirit world, and the spirits are in, influencing us in some way. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that I have yet to have any Christian defined for me. Uh, but that. Never mind that. Uh, it's irrelevant. I guess. Um, why is there a war? Uh, is God is more powerful than the devil, right? Uh, not mm -hmm. by a little, but by a lot. So if God didn't want a war, there wouldn't be a war. Why is there a war? You stole my so question, that, David. <laughs> I was going to say, why, why isn't Satan defeated already? I'm, I'm just, I'm stepping out of this now. But it, it, sounds, it sounds to me like what Teddy is maybe building up to is that, you know, God has some kind of purpose for Satan to harry us the way he does. And I just wanted to say it out loud. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and step out um, at that because I, I just find this, the whole demonology aspect of how Christians think to be really interesting and kind of the undoing of everything that they, they mm. say prior mm. to this. So, so mm. I have an analogy for you. Um, so let's say uh, you've got a married couple and, you know, you're supposed to be faithful to one another. If, if the couple 
just pretty much uh, work from home, uh, don't go out much. And when they do go out, they're always together. And there's not an opportunity to test each of the spouses on their being faithful to one another. It's much easier to be faithful uh, under those circumstances. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, no, that's what well, you should okay, try and it's do. Not, it's not good or bad, but when you are testing someone, that's an easy test to pass. However, let's put one of the spouses in a situation to where this super attractive person makes a pass at them and nobody's around and so nobody's watching and unless the spouse opens up their mouth that you know their partner will never find out that's the real test but what what's the nobody's point of that looking test? At, well the the point is is how faithful is that person when the they've got massive temptation You're right but what's the point of that if you know that the person will be faithful and they will love each other for you, you know, 50 know solid years, they'll love each other no, for 50 solid years uh, without the no temptation. temptation. So why? Yeah, yeah. So what's the point of the temptation? Because maybe there wasn't much temptation before. And for example, maybe the, let's we'll just keep it say that the way. Right. I mean, I'm trying to figure out the benefit of overcoming all of this temptation. Oh, because, but you're not well, seeing because, us as little pets that God wants to test. This is how, this is again, showing what your God is like. He wants to test you. Why? Just put, why? don't put, don't put the spouse into, into the position where they're going to be unfaithful. Just let them no, enjoy being faithful. Impressive. I mean, it's a, it's a far more impressive spouse that in the face of massive temptation still turns away from it that is a much greater show of love okay i'm going uh, i'm just going to step out there and the i'm going to i'm going to agree with not, you that can't pass that test i'm going to my wife is not in the house right now uh, <laughs> but but i'm going to i'm i'm just going to make this offer i am an extremely attractive man and i will meet up uh, with any of the ladies, because that's kind of how I'm lean toward. Um, and we will spend a night in a fine hotel. And we will keep it completely platonic. And we will both be the stronger for it. It needs to be a married woman so that it's a test on both sides. Would anyone like to take me up on it? You'll also have to pay for the hotel and airfare. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, well that throws that out now, <laughs> okay. David. Well, but but you see, this is a, it's a ridiculous idea. No, <laughs> but, it's not. You haven't seen the woman yet. Well, well look, and I already now is going to hear from her friends or from somebody. <laughs> it's going to get around. So you know, but she would she would surely understand that I am simply trying to strengthen our marriage. Uh, by testing myself and showing what type of man I am. Well, something tells me your wife is not going to be so stupid as to say, yeah, why don't you, you know, go ahead and do that. All right, I tried, Sarah. Because, it's all because yours. who can we, look, who can have 100% trust in anybody on earth? So why are you testing us? It, it'd be a sucker. Come on now. Right, so why are you testing us? You know what We're we not, are as humans? Why we humans are not God. Why is he testing us? If he knows that because there could be a circumstance God. where we would be do better if you take away the temptations, why 
why fill the world with temptations? Okay, I'll tell you why. Because he's already given us a free pass in terms of not having to earn our our spot in heaven with him. He has taken on through his son the penalty for us to go to heaven. But my understanding is that in heaven, we don't all get the same reward. So the person with the deathbed come to Jesus moment, uh, who has been living a, a, a life that is very much in contradiction to the teachings of the Bible and who has been rejecting God, you know, their whole life right up until, you know, the last breath they take, they won't get the same. They'll still be in heaven if they were, you know, sincere in, in what they were saying to God, but they don't get the same rewards as the person that has, um, in earnest, tried to uh, live to the best of their abilities according to God's will and who loves God with all of their heart and who trusts and believes that person gets a different reward from what, what I understand that right. it's so not as, as the, the great same. sage, Will Weird Al Yankovic said, uh, you get the room <laughs> next to the noisy ice machine. Uh, so <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's your heaven. There's a, there's a merit system in heaven. Right. Isn't there? Oh, we get it. We get it. You've been good. You get, more, you get more. Stuff. There should be, because you know what? It's yeah, the same the, reason the why I don't believe in because... communism. And socialism. You didn't sleep with the that woman, but that, you looked the, at her. You gave her the side eye. So you're the, getting <laughs> you're the getting the room with a bad that, smell just outside the window. We shouldn't all get, you know. There's a certain amount of where we should reap what we sow. Okay. And no, God so even in heaven, really? Look, guess, guess God this has is given weird. us a path in terms of this life, but why should the, you know, the the person that's done so much bad and evil. Uh, you know, did Charles Manson have a come to Jesus moment right before he died? Who knows? Does Charles Manson, just because he accepted Christ as his savior on his deathbed, should he get the same reward that that good people who, who you know, is Mother Teresa? Of course not. Well, I don't know. There should be if, some if heaven, degree of a merit. Right. If, if heaven is not based on merit... If it's not based on merit, then yes, they should get the same reward. In fact, Jesus, uh, this this would be just a uh, symptom of you're not maybe reading as much Bible. You might catch up to it at some point. But Jesus uh, had this whole um, long story about how uh, it is a parable, how he paid workers a certain amount uh, to work the field uh, all day. And then other workers were needed and they came in in half a day and he offered them the same reward. And then other people came in and they only worked a few hours and he offered them the same reward. And the workers who had been there all day said, wait a minute, that doesn't seem fair. We've worked all day and these people just came in. You're giving them the same award. And Jesus said, uh, essentially said, Hey, I'm none of you deserved it. Uh, and so I, that's I reward, the reward of heaven, not necessarily where, no, what the, you get in heaven. Well, this this parable was the reward of, <clears throat> excuse me, the the actual amount that you get, and the whole point was it's not based on how much you worked. It uh, was grace, yeah, exactly. Was, right. So, yeah, but this, this, this Jesus didn't specify if that was getting into heaven versus my my understanding is that in heaven 
there are it's not everybody gets the same okay. it's well, a little bit I'm more just, of a capitalist I'm just giving you I'm just giving you kind of the the bible version of it you can you can come up with any version you want but look I'm going to I want to step out of the conversation but I I want I want to I want to hear Sarah uh talk to me about the spirit world Sarah you have a, I, you have a different perspective oh, and lordy, lordy. I need to know um, about I need to know about so, the angels I need to know about the demons I need to know about the war and all the influences and how you fight them and I I need to know about this This is the point it when you start analyzing it it just falls apart Teddy it's just it's just not logical you're you're t- saying all these things about going where the evidence is and we should all be convinced and we've looked at these things and we've thought it doesn't make any sense why would why does god keep satan around just a basic question like that why does he keep him hanging about have done with him set put us in a in a in a in a heaven type state that's what we're all shooting for for eternity who cares about these 70 years on this planet we're all going for heaven so why not put us there in the first place and again the angels didn't think it was that great adam and eve who hang around with god don't think he's that great they can't wait to sin they can't wait to get away from him and this is the evidence from the bible so it's like why do you then say he's a loving god and that not to believe in him is going to put me in in hell i mean he's a very very kind of evangelical views of the bible where again that there was the, the the jews didn't see it this way they didn't see say i did a course on from the university of toronto on satan and some of the the language again and it, it wasn't what we think of as a literal devil today and the story is allegory it's all to explain the human condition if you want the bible to talk to you about the human condition and that we are sometimes selfish and that we are sometimes inward looking and we don't we're not as kind to each other as we should be that's fine i think you can use it as as a tool like that um but beyond that we we can't take these stories literally i mean nearly everything in it from beginning to end is up for debate not just from the translations but things like the exodus is not um we know the story of noah is is um copied from other um, civilizations or existed all over the earth stories of, of the flood we know that no flood has ever been recorded like that we know the exodus the jewish um scholars now will tell you that it's very unlikely that it took place that they used hyperbole all the time that they talked about wiping out cities when they only meant maybe killing a few people that it's all just stories from an ancient civilization we don't have to take any of it literally and to say that people again is the eternal conscious torment in some form or another for not buying this in today's age is just it's just nuts it's just nuts and that's so it's not to do with having hard hearts and emotions against um i would love that to be a sky daddy that's going to give me an eternal life what is not to like i hope that something like that exists even i could even well, if but, you really mean that yeah, then, and Jesus should show himself to me, and he didn't for 40 years. Well, I was a Christian for 40 years, but it was it's just he didn't turn up when it mattered. He didn't, he wasn't, the stuff didn't add up. The stories don't add up. The evidence doesn't, isn't there. It's you just, just don't know enough about the evidence. If you're science-oriented, um, you know, I, and, I, and I don't know, David, did you get the shroud stuff that I sent you before? For the last podcast, I, I did, and I, I didn't read it. 
If we could forward that to, could you forward that to Sarah? I, I barely know of that. Christians, Teddy, that believe in the shroud. Well, I barely no, 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 don't heard post of it. it. It's not ready. Oh no, that's right. It's you said don't post it. Super rough. It's I can super forward rough. that to. I can forward that to Sarah. But you know, forward it. I to can't some promise you will read it. Dale's already given me an eighty-page thing. I need to. I've promised I would read one day. But the point is, it doesn't matter anymore because even it if does. I did think that showed something happened, there's so many other massive gaping holes in the story. I was like, why does God want us around? Why doesn't He just defeat Satan? What God, good is He? What is it about anyway? What does He want with me? Just worship? Why do I have to worship Him? Okay, thanks for the giving me life. I'm grateful. I didn't ask for it, but I just happened to be here, so but that's these great. Are- but- the these aren't the critical questions. These are just the, huh, let me be philosophical and wonder about stuff. The the critical questions, and that's one of the things that I get on atheists about. Uh, they frequently, um, and, and you're not one of them, Sarah, or not that I can recall, but some of the others, uh, where they talk about God as a moral monster. I think Sam Harris is big on saying that. Mm-hmm. And so they just, you know, parrot that. Uh, and he's repugnant and this and that. And I keep arguing, why are you worried about casting judgment upon God? Because first of all, if there's no God, then there's no objective morality, yet they're wanting to cast judgment. So that's odd. But the thing is, is that the central question is, does God exist? And then if, if he does, then you can look at some of the other things, but, but that's got to be the focus of the question to the honest. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Does God exist? Okay, fine. And, And that's why I have said uh, that I think that there are two types of people that call themselves atheists. Um, and I have encountered uh, one in particular, a dear friend of mine who was in his 70s, and um, he, he, well, he was calling himself an agnostic. He grew up uh, with religion, but he was very science-oriented, and he just had trouble just having blind faith that God existed. And I had known him for, oh, probably 12 years or so, and we had never discussed religion. And then just one day on the phone, we were talking. I don't know how it came up, but I found out he was an agnostic, and I asked him if he knew about the Shroud of Turin, and he didn't know very much about it. And, of course, Teddy lights up, right? <laughs> and so I start sending him a bunch of articles. And But he was truly open-minded. He was the type of agnostic or, you know, even if he had called himself an atheist, it was he needed evidence. He needed solid, credible evidence to believe. And that was his only barrier uh to to falling in line with christianity and um i sent him i went on a tear doing shroud research this was probably i don't know four years ago something like that and sending him a bunch of stuff and he he has a brother who is extremely religious 
and does not believe in the shroud because there are those Christians who don't. And there's a whole psychology behind that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> there is. That's the there point. Is. But exactly, there, no, there's not a psychology behind it. It's just people don't find the evidence. Why is it a psychology when people don't find the evidence I, I think uh, some compelling? People, some people, uh, in the same way that, that Jesus told Doubting Thomas that, it, you know, you score more brownie points when you believe without having to stick your finger in the nail holes. Uh, score more so brownie think, points. What does that mean? When you're just a bit thick and you're going to just use faith, the gap between evidence and belief, well, uh, you, just, you, you know, get more brownie points. Why don't you just take it, take our brains out and give us a lobotomy already? Because, I mean, that sounds like what he wants. He just wants dumb ass people who just worship him all day who don't think for themselves who don't who no, don't mind God, that the evidence the, is poor whether it be on the shroud because no even christians and other um, scientifics people don't agree on it so let's just park it for now because it's by far um just a slam dunk affair and it's only been around for 30 40 years in terms of the science we don't know before then everybody yeah. thought it was a medieval relic it's like well there's and, forensic and why science. would you give why would you why would you get them to um do the tests and show that it's a medieval thing on the carbon dating you know get the demons at this out the way get the angels in there and tampering with the um machine so that we can have really good evidence the do carbon that. dating I mean, carbon date everybody thinks that oh it's i know it's infallible know, and it really is not Ask i do know that yeah i do know that but the point is it's only been around for a little while and it doesn't it doesn't prove what the shroud the shroud's been around since the medieval ages um no, no it, well that's only the carbon dating but there's lots of evidence that shows that yeah it's been it's around yeah, no, it's a relic that's been okay I'll, I'll grant you all that but until the science is definitive which as you say we don't even know if it's human blood yet i don't understand how we can jump to conclusions that therefore jesus magically um came through it or whatever the theory is well if uh, it's human if it's not human blood you know, it's almost like by definition, it has to be a fake because somebody yeah, clearly exactly. fake. So if it's animal blood, then you have to go with the forger theory. And people have tried to replicate the shroud. And so forget about whether a medieval forger could have done it. People today still can't, can't do it. No, I, I get it. it. I get it. So but say, say like, they do find it is animal blood in 10 years time, then what? Yeah, if, if they were to find out that it's animal blood, uh, that I would not believe in the shroud. And then what does it do to your faith? I never needed the shroud to So have if we don't faith. need the shroud, what else is was, there? This is what I we've was, been getting at, the Bible. Well, and the Bible, we've said, is full of huge amounts of... too. There's history. What history? Um, well, I mean, look at with... Tacitus, Pliny the Younger. It, so it's not Jesus just... Jesus existed. I'll grant you he's a historical figure. Right, right. And. But also that so many people changed after the resurrection. And then you had this huge movement. It wasn't huge. It was one or two percent per year, according to Bart Ehrman. No, but I mean... People telling people, the, telling people who told a yeah, few friends. And, it and the movement grew. So, that, so some people believed... 
So some people believe that that was the um, that somebody raised was raised from the dead. Uh, the is the the. But you don't uh, see Muslims. the Egyptians still worshiping Osiris. No, it died out. This this happened to get um, just grew and grew and grew, and then Constantine made it the. Uh, the uh, religion of the uh, Roman Empire in there, and off it, off it went. It would have died a death like all the other. Well, little, maybe you're not it a Marcionite, Marcionite for for now, or an Ebonite. They were around at the in the Jesus. They were Jesus sects at this time that believed quite different things about um, Christ Isn't and Islam his, about and his the day. same size as uh, Christianity. Just uh, getting close, one point seven, and I think Christians might be including Catholics three, but. Yeah. Anyway, but they're all big. Religions 1. are 7. all mutually exclusive. Either, I mean, you know, truth. There's no, just Hindus, one truth. Hindus. You can be a Christian Hindu. Hindus have been around for like six thousand years. I think five, six thousand. So the way before uh, the Christians. You can be a Christian Hindu. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. They do, you, they've got three million gods or three hundred million well, gods. Well, I know, but you can't be a Christian Hindu. Not a real Christian Hindu. Uh, for the Hindus, it's not a problem. God. For the Christians, it's a problem. Yeah, because the Christians, the Christians are making the exclusive claims. The Hindus don't mind you well, being a Christian. A, that's that would be a strange definition of Christianity that would permit the worshiping of more than one God. Yeah, you, Christians wouldn't say that this person's a Christian, but you can be a Christian Hindu. You can be a Hindu and believe in Christ and follow Christ and all that sort of thing. That's fine. Well, I mean, I could say that I am Japanese. You know, maybe these are Hindus that identify as Christians, but that doesn't make them <laughs> uh, Christians. Well, anyway, it's not, they're not all mutually exclusive. You could be a Buddhist. Buddhists have been around for ages as well, and but theirs is not so much a religion as a philosophy. But um, I, I, what I really want to get to is, why does it matter that I have to tr to to work this out? Oh, there's people who are way more qualified, way more intelligent, well, that's easy. It, way more thought all through the all through the ages, and they don't always know, and they come to two different conclusions. You've got super intelligent Christians on one side, super intelligent atheists, I don't know, and super well, intelligent it, Muslims. It, it, that's that's like the easiest answer in the world. Uh, why should I? Why does it matter? Why does this God want? No, why does he want me to choose, though? Why does he want but me to But, you know, that's make... not why it matters to you. The reason why it should matter to you and everyone else, including myself and why it does matter to me, is we will all die. Uh, yeah. And so then there's the question of, okay, okay. so let's take it. We've no idea skeptics. there's an afterlife. We've no idea. I don't so, know. I mean, don't yeah, know. So let's take it as the skeptic's position, okay? We don't know. There's no way that we can know for with 100% certainty Correct. if something happens after we die. I mean, because logically, just because we can't see something doesn't mean something else is happening. No, but all the evidence so far, medically, etc., would say would say that you know consciousness ceases to exist. That's the only information. That's the, the only evidence we've got beyond that. Thing, I don't know. I don't the know. Only thing I don't know. Medicine can tell us, and and our great minds can tell us, is that the body that was moving around no longer moves, but that does not. Speak to whether something else happens. We no, have, but prove I mean, there's something no, else. I don't know. We can. I don't know. I don't know. The point is, I don't know. I've no idea. There may be some sort of metaphysical consciousness thing. I don't know. But why does it matter that I have to make a decision here and state a position? It, because because your it, God is going to torture me that's why but well, you're going to tell me he's love as well this is but, why it makes no sense so it does, it's not an it emotional thing sense. it's just 
That totally. should mean why that should be one of the most important things that we all try to figure out in this world. I did, we, and I don't know. That's my conclusion. Because our no life idea. is finite. And so uh, God has done us the great service of, uh, especially from, you know, people from 1978 and on. Uh, but even before then, you know, the shroud was still in existence. But Nobody become... knew about the shroud before the 1970s. I'd never even heard about it. It's, t it's three hours away from me. I'd never even heard about well, it until three, people... four years ago. Lots of people. No, they, they didn't. Were, they no were Christian I've ever spoken to has ever talked to me about the shroud and, it's, and this compelling evidence. Well, it is a minority of a minority that even knows anything about it and that cares. There are people now that don't know about the shroud that are Christians. Um, so, exactly. you know, and you said yeah. it didn't matter five minutes ago because I said, what happens if they turn out it's monkey blood? Then what? And you said, you're still going to believe. So it's clearly not the shroud. But until and I would it, say, if you want to talk about emotional it stuff, proven, it's because of your your early indoctrination that you want to bring in things that support it, and that actually it's you that has an emotional attachment to this. We all had that emotional attachment as well, but it was cold hard facts. And looking at these stories that don't make sense, and looking at the history, and realizing the Bible is this collection of quite sometimes nonsense stuff uh, that didn't make sense and that contradicts itself and that scholars will say was made up and you know and at one point you, you just have to keep so you keep you keep accepting and lowering the bar and lowering the bar until you've got nothing left and you're like well what's the point why does this god even want me to why has he made it so hard why has he left such poor evidence why do not this? everybody has been as skeptical as we are nowadays because we they are spoiled be. with lots of science and i love that i love um i love science and i love the confidence that we get i mean Science isn't a hundred percent. We have to have a certain amount of faith, even in science. But uh, I, I put my faith in it routinely. Uh, but I also recognize when there are limitations. Lots of science and medicine. It's based on you know clinical studies. How many times have we observed this? Well, it, does the fact that we've observed something a thousand times and that we get the same answer mean that a thousand and two this the a thousand and second time that it might not be the same well yeah that's a possibility so uh how many the, times have we observed consciousness uh, carrying on beyond the point of death well i mean you know there are people that have been declared dead you know, where they're in ice, things like that. Okay, and, let's let's talk know, about a week later or that, that yeah, you know, proper right, day. Right. Well, I mean, you know, there are the resurrections from the Bible, but Jesus has but, been the but only literally person nobody that else mentions. You you but, do know in, in Matthew there's all these zombies wandering around, all the sure, graves in Jerusalem they, spilled their dead out. They nobody were only but alive Matthew for mentions a short it. period and then they died again. Jesus no, but, is the no, only the, resurrected person that stayed alive. That's not that's not even the issue. The issue is none of the other gospels mention it. So that so Jerusalem has spilled out its dead. They're wandering around the streets. Nobody in the other gospels have mentioned it. Uh, and nobody, uh, none of the other sources, the Roman sources and things, uh, mention it. And 
and most of the scholars, the Christian scholars, will say, mm, yeah, like Mike Laconan, yeah, probably didn't, probably didn't happen. That's what you're getting from the Christian scholars. I'm not talking about weirdo you know fringe cares? ones who just say, who just it, say, does it really it matter didn't happen. in the overall scheme of things? Well, where do you what draw really the line? Matters, where do you draw what, the line? If those, if that resurrects, those resurrections aren't true. Why, why believe Jesus is one? Where do okay. you draw the line? So the way, the way that I view things is that in the Bible, it, it has said repeatedly uh, Jesus had made numerous predictions of his death and resurrection and uh, the one where he was referring to his body as the temple, that if they were to destroy him, that he would raise himself or resurrect himself no, in three days. So he like made that. a claim there, Mm-mm. and That's lo and behold, that. in three days. So he made how, – how many other religions? None other than Christianity, where the the God, or part of the God, uh, Jesus, is making a provable claim and then makes good on it. He and actually then you refers have the to shroud. the OT and he gets it wrong. He actually quotes a verse which doesn't even exist in the OT. And you can just check that yourself because it will say it in your Bible. It says this verse has never been found. He makes some, I can't remember what it was, but it is a claim that he says um, that it is written that, you know, blah, blah, blah in the OT. And there's no verse. There's no verse that he's referring to that exists. And he doesn't make the claims about um, him raising from the dead. And who knows even. No, he, he does. did make he the claim. Oh, well, he does say something. Oh, yeah, the son of man or whatever. Um, but but you even know, said, you're just you know, hearing somebody you saying this some temple. Uh, he'll raise it in three days, and and he was referring to his body as the temple. Uh, and I thought and our bodies was the temple. Sure enough, I mean, uh, you know, and we we even today frequently refer to our bodies as a temple, but. And he did it, and God gave us the miracle of the shroud to oh, give no, the, the shroud again. The sh- I can't cope that, with the shroud. But you know, the thing is, is what's so important about it is that God gave us evidence of that resurrection, and so that's why I know I'm always harping on the shroud. But but that's. So you said that if, to, if tomorrow evidence. they find it's monkey blood, it wouldn't change your faith. But, so that it must be based happened. on something else. And because mo- most people don't have the shroud, we're not. They don't have the shroud to refer to. Some people need a lot more evidence than others, and so yeah. with some people, the historical evidence is enough. But then other people, it wasn't. But the interesting thing is, is that for example, with you and David and all of the others that are, you know, like to. Uh, take over the word skeptic, which I, I don't like because I am a skeptic too. I agree with uh, that. But I'm not, that. I'm not a, an atheist or an agnostic. Uh, the, you know, skepticism can come to a point to where when you get enough evidence to come to a reasonable, rational uh, decision or belief, then the skeptic should move into somebody that thinks something affirmatively a skeptic that why just permanently remains a skeptic in the face of of rational reasonable evidence that's a cynic do we have no do we have to take a position on uh, whether there was previous universes before our existing one i mean there's a whole theory that there's but, you know mean, crunch expand crunch that? expand uh, crunch bang crunch bang type thing i mean i don't know i don't know i don't yeah, have to I make a decision either. on it i don't I don't have to make a decision on it. Why? Who cares? It doesn't affect my life. 
quite well that's partly and it yeah. doesn't affect so, so my there's a god so there's a god i agree okay whatever so, so who cares it doesn't affect my life unless i have it, to believe the particular one that you're talking about who's going to torture me for not having right beliefs which is insane but sarah but it might affect your life because if if what my god who used to be your god too if he really does exist then this life does not end. I mean, I it ends can't in terms believe of our in a God that's going life. to do that. I literally can't believe in a God, and nor can you, because I said, "Would you do it as a parent?" And you, but and now I think you're you said, "No." Judgment upon God. No, it's just and logical. Would you, as a parent, condemn your child at the age of twenty to a binary decision? You wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. And no atheist would do it to their other, child. We don't know if God has other plans, but I don't care. You're you're telling me that I have to make a decision on this. God won't force us to be with him. And so when people, you know, whine about, ah, hell, but you know, God's giving you a choice. And if if you don't want it, if you believe it, it, though, I don't know whether I believe it. Break it up. I don't know. (laughs) Break it up. Sister did we Sarah, enough for you? the Slayer. Did, rest, did it fulfill your fantasy there, David? Teddy the Bear. He didn't say whether there was any jello. There was jello. Let me. There, 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 okay. there was definitely jello. Right, there was a cage. There may have been mud. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mud, I don't know which is better mud or jello. Um, so here's the thing. Look. Um, We'll do this again, all right? <laughs> you don't can, have, to, you don't have Ted, to get it all out. <laughs> can I just ask one question, though? Sure. Do you a little bit feel like you may have moved on the, the fact that we're just we're rejecting it because of emotional reasons? Do you think we may have some good evidential reasons as to why we... If, no. If you can... well, y'all <gasps> haven't given me any evidence. Give me some science. Oh, my God. So many times in this... Look, I can't let this... Where's we can't let there, David. So oh, many times you've time? said... I don't know what's in the Bible. I'm going to go where the evidence, I guess. I'm telling you, uh, I've got science backing up my You've got the shroud and we've been through this. It's been around for 40 years. It shouldn't, it's just it's not enough. It's been around since Jesus and the, got wrapped up in it. Says and, and a few scientists who believe that and not a lot of others and lots of Christian ones that don't. You. And we don't even know if it's human blood. They, are, monkey they blood. are still in, and I've, they're, David, there they're are things that I haven't even put yet in the stuff that, uh, the documents that I sent to you. People are still doing uh, research on the shroud. It's, it's, probably one of the most researched I know it's the most researched relic but it's probably one of the most researched archaeological finds uh, where people still are are doing things and there are all these new little nuggets that keep popping up and so um, I you know as I've been doing my research on it uh, I know the audience that I'm dealing with in the on the and the comments section on skeptics and seekers. And so, you know, I am doing my best to make things as bulletproof as possible. And I'm, I'm finding just lovely new nuggets that I didn't even know about. And it's like, wow. Um, and but when they, y'all don't we, have I listened to Shroud back. Wars 
and Dale just said, well, you know, if this, if that, and if you squint in the right direction when the wind's blowing, no. you can maybe make a case for this, and maybe there were coins that, and it was all very if, 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 and you, you can make a case maybe for it. The last time I you, tried to I step in here, I got my jaw broken. Yeah, well, so all hold right. on. So- <laughs> There's going to be more damage to you, David, if you stop. I'm going to wrap her up in that (laughs) flipping shroud. Okay, audience, you saw that I tried, okay? You you saw. This is... (laughs) I've got got the shroud tied around Teddy's neck there, stuffing it in her mouth. Hold on. So here's the thing. Don't make me lose my train of thought now. There will be... It's okay, no one's listening. It's three hours Oh no, they're listening. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, one other thing. One other thing about I, the shroud. I'm board. going to give you each a chance uh, to wrap up here. Uh, so it's just a matter of flipping to see which one of you gets to go first. Um, so I do believe that the last time uh, Teddy was on, I gave her the last word. And so I am going to give Teddy the first word. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to give Sarah the last word. And we will. Look, we will do this again. The ratings will be very high. The people will demand it. Okay, so <laughs> I never had any doubt. Cage <laughs> so, match, right? Oh, it'll. Now that you both know what you're getting into, it'll be even better the next time. Um, now that we've got some grudge built up, give us a little bit oh, of time yeah. to prepare, and you know it, it could. Uh, <laughs> you honestly think it would have done better? You think this has been more entertaining had you prepared? Well, <laughs> I don't it could have been so. more informative. Oh, no, no. We, uh, informative. We watch the news for that. Um, actually, we watch the news for entertainment, too. Here's the thing. Uh, these are, I've got a whole page of subjects that we have not touched. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I really want us to, um, explore it again. Maybe in a few weeks we'll get this, uh, pairing back together again. Uh, and, uh, hopefully we can see you a little bit more often and maybe maybe one day uh a christian will give me a straight and slightly more detailed answer about my questions about spiritual warfare in Mm -hmm. case uh those of you uh who were not aware the time when i was on the unbelievable show with justin briley um randall rouser andrew um the topic and we didn't make up the topics uh, we were sent the topics in advance one of the topics was uh, spiritual warfare. We, we kind of had a negotiation on that. The, uh, like the day, maybe uh, a couple of days, I don't remember exactly now. I think it was the day before the show. The topic list was changed. And so not only did we not talk about spiritual warfare uh, at the last minute, we ended up talking about something that we hadn't necessarily prepped for. Uh, and so it's really hard, I find in my experience. Sounds to, like a dose of your own medicine there. It's really <laughs> hard to get Christians to talk about this. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what I've been trying to get Christians to talk about this for years. <laughs> so it's not it's not just that. So maybe uh, maybe we can go another round with that. Uh, Dale and I did uh, attempt it uh, last year. It didn't go well. In fact, that was one of the shows that ended so badly. Uh, we didn't air it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. There are lots of there are lots of topics uh, that I would like to see uh, you two uh, lay lay humans uh, go after. Uh, it's it is informative. It's always informative uh, when you learn a little bit more about what passionate people think and why they think it. 
and uh, I find it useful. Uh, my my way out of the church. Yes, there was some scholarship involved, but it was also a lot of talking to regular people about what they believed. I, I think that's really important, and I really appreciate the two of you uh, for coming and uh, doing that in public for both of us, uh, for both of us, for all of us uh, to to watch and learn from. Uh, well, so thank with, you for having us. With that, I mm. am going to give you, uh, Teddy, an opportunity to close out your thoughts, uh, and neither Sarah or I will interrupt you. And then we will give Sarah the last word. Teddy. So back to what I was going to say in terms of uh, the Shroud Wars. I thought Dale just did a phenomenal job with that. And so did uh, his opposition, uh, Alan and Hugh Ferry. Um, But one of the uh, limitations of that it was a back and forth debate and there was there's so much information that's trying to be covered that there wasn't an in-depth analysis on any one point. And um, I believe on Dale's solo shows that he tries to do more of that, but it's one thing listening to a bunch of detailed information, especially scientific information. What it, you know, it, it's sometimes hard for people that aren't scientists to just really pay close attention to all of that, or it can appear like, or or it can feel like information overload, but it's different when you read it and you can reread it and read it slowly and absorb it. And so I truly, truly think that, um, I mean, first of all, there are a million books written about the shroud, but I know that, that many of the atheists and agnostics on uh, the SNS boards don't want to be bothered by reading a book about it. So I've taken upon myself, I'm starting with the blood evidence, putting together this information so that it can be read slowly. Um, and I, there have been a number of things where I have, uh, I have contacted some experts and they have been kind enough to email me with some questions because I am raising the same questions anytime I see a potential hole in an argument. Just remember, I'm a lawyer. That's what I do. I, I look to plug uh, plug holes. And so I, I think that uh, when people read things, because I want, I want to first... Uh, well, let me back up. For example, in Shroud Wars, a lot of times both sides were saying things that were conclusions of the experiments, but the listener doesn't know what were the different types of tests that were that were conducted. Um, and, and so that's why I want to give all of those uh, specifics so that if, if for anyone who dares, and I hope that there are a bunch of people that are daring, honest, intellectually curious people who look at the evidence and say, okay, for example, I, I don't think that there's anything with the blood evidence that's very clear that it's been established to be real blood. 
But, you know, for example, if somebody wants to say, oh, well, they should have performed this test or that test, you know, let's debate the facts because if that shroud is real and if, as I as I have said many times, um, that the blood evidence uh, evidences the resurrection and it's specifically the crusts, you can have everything on the shroud be genuine. But if those crusts had not been intact, you don't have the strong evidence of the resurrection. And so that's why I kept harping on the crust, the crust, the crust, because that is the one piece of evidence that proves that the body made it out of the shroud. Um, but uh, so anyway, so I want it to be a close examination of the evidence and I am working on putting that information together. Uh, I don't want to put it up until it is uh, completed, but to anybody who might want a copy of what I've got that's rough, uh, just contact, you know, SNS and I'm sure, or I think David would be happy to forward it to you. Um, but I just think that if people see the, the details of the evidence, um, and not just evidence, I mean, you could have Joe Blow doing an experiment. We're talking about top-notch experts in the field uh, that, were, that were chosen to, to examine the shroud back in 1978. And so uh, it, it's just, it's extremely compelling evidence. And, uh, and so I, I look forward to when we can get, have that in-depth uh, discussion about that. Okay. Thank you uh, again for your participation in the program. Teddy, and uh, I mean it sincerely. I hope that you will grace us again. Thank uh, you. Yes, I'd this, love to. With this particular pairing. I have another pairing in mind for you, though. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And uh, with that, uh, Sarah, the, uh, okay. the close is yours. Well, Okay, thank you. Um, reference the shroud. Um, okay, until you prove it ain't monkey blood, I think we can just park it. There's not, it's not clear cut. I don't, I don't, and either way, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact. But Teddy wants me to believe not just in the God in an abstract sense, but in her particular God, the God of the Bible, the God of the Jewish Torah and the New Testament. Um, and I'm afraid, Teddy, it's sounding like you've not been sat in church long enough and uh, you don't know your Bible because um, you're often when we've pointed things out, it seems to be news to you. And um, and then but then you also want us to go and follow the evidence where wherever it may lead. And many of us have done that from and this is what I keep wanting to stress from your point of view, from a Christian point of view. We believe this just like you did. I think we established at the beginning we had very similar viewpoints. Um, it wasn't all about being manipulated and and abused in the church in any sense. It was. I think we had the core messages were communicated perfectly clearly. Um, but we just started to question. We just started to ask these these. Um, wanting to look at reasons why the angels would have. Um, uh, rebelled and uh, and just started looking at the inconsistencies and things that didn't make sense and reading the OT uh, 
and and sort of highlighting all these things where this god acts like a man maniacal genocide freak in there and thinking what is this about and it's destabilized our faith and we thought what and we kept searching and we kept looking and we even prioritized christian scholars and christian programs and listened and listened and listened and realized that at the end of the day we were no longer convinced in the evidence and yet you believe in this god that will torture us pos potentially for wrong belief something that you wouldn't even do to your child uh, at the age of 20 who you insisted may must make a binary position position and just for not for us not wanting to tranche or for not knowing i don't know i literally have no clue and i don't think it's therefore uh, it should be up to me I, i'm happy just to say i don't know and leave it at that and all right we can look at the shroud but i think the thing's gone too far now to 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 change it, it it, to change my, our minds in some way. So maybe in that respect, yes, we are emotional, but we've done all the hard work on some of the other historical points on the Bible and some of the inconsistency and the whole thing no longer makes sense. So it, we don't, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. But I just hope that you can understand to some extent it's not an emotional decision. It was a hard, cold facts decision that hit hard at the core of what we were and what we believed. And it was with great regret and great sadness that we gave up on the idea of a sky daddy and an eternity in heaven. And that's me. And that is this week's Essenets. Uh, next week... Um, I'm not technically uh, allowed to talk about this just yet because I don't know what's going to air, but I will be a guest on a uh, podcast myself. I'll let you know more about that uh, when uh, it's recorded and aired. It will be recorded uh, on Tuesday, and uh, that subject will be uh, on the resurrection. I have a uh, what I think of as a unique take uh, as far as a counter-apologetic on the resurrection, and I won't say much more about that until it comes closer to time. Uh, so look uh, look out for that, and uh, next week, uh, if I have uh, set everything up correctly, it will be uh, me in conversation with Darren, the original, the true original lay skeptic. And uh, we will be um, in conversation uh, on the subject of evidence. Yeah, You're just a... humanizing these people, David. Please stop. <laughs> well, eventually <laughs> I'm going to find someone who really is what their persona online is. And then we're going to have some fun. These people keep turning up, and lo and behold, they, they're human. They're, they're smart, they they're have feelings, reasonable. they have families. They're yeah. yeah, I mean, so not Darren's on. not going to let us down. Are you, Darren? No. No. On, Darren. <laughs> no. Special channeling of Satan next week by da Darren, please. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I think that uh, uh, Darren has a lot to say about the subject he has uh, in the blogs. And uh, there's there's a lot that... You know, I'd like to talk about and ask someone who's thought about this for a while. And so it's going to be a good show. Um, I, I think that both Christians and skeptics will get some perspective that you're, you're probably not used to getting uh, in next week's show. So we're going to talk about uh, evidence, what, what evidence even means, uh, how to follow it, what it means to follow evidence, where it leads, all, all that sort of thing. Uh, not really maybe as clear-cut as uh, you think so. We'll see how that works out next week. I think it's going to be fantastic. Till then, have a great week, everybody. Bye.
Bye. Yeah, it was 20. I've got a happy new year.